So we're going to let him come at this time and we'll swap out this equipment and then he can share with us from God's word. Thank you. Good morning, church. I'm so glad for all of you. And thank you, Pastor, for allowing me to come and speak. Um, on this trip, this is my maiden speech to a congregation, to a church. Um, last time I had many, but I'm starting this Sunday. So I'm so grateful to God for everything. And again, I want to thank Pastor Travis and uh, all of you, church members, for your generosity, love, and the way you have been treating me, a stranger. Thank you. <clears throat> okay. Uh, in the Bible study, we are talking about being a good Samaritan. Am I clear? My accent is okay for you? <laughs> well... This is how I can speak. Usually I speak as Pastor Travis was telling, I, I always speak in Odia or Hindi uh, there in India, but I seldom speak in English. But uh, somehow God enables me to speak. Thank you, Lord. Uh, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to your presence. As I'm an unworthy vessel, Lord, you take me and use me for your glory. Speak to your people and have your own way. Let your name be exalted. I'm nothing, nothing, and nothing at all. You'll be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> so the topic of this morning is, why did the rich man go to hell? Let me repeat, why did the rich man go to hell? It's found in Luke chapter 16, 19 through 23. And let me read it for you. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. 
And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell, he lift up his eyes being in torments and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. I'm sorry. So this is the story of a rich man and Lazarus. You all know about that. But the question today is, why did the rich man go to hell? He was definitely a Jew, a righteous man, a child of God, He's calling Abraham his father, and Abraham is calling him his son. So, a son of Abraham or a child of God should not go to hell. But why did he go? Whereas Lazarus, being a poor man, a beggar, in fact, uh, in the other translation, he's not addressed as beggar, but he's addressed as a poor man. Because he was not going around begging. So beggar is not the appropriate word, I think. He was just a poor man, a destitute person. And this uh, Lazarus was just a poor man and he had sores. He was not healthy, maybe due to malnutrition. He had sores and uh, he was very weak. Weak in body, unhealthy in body, but he was strong in spirit. And the dogs were licking his swords. And maybe as a result, he, he might have got some rabies and he died very quickly. And this rich man also died. That means that uh, whoever we are, if we are born here, we are destined to die one day. But after death, there is judgment. And the rich man's identity. The rich man was splendidly clothed. Suppose somebody comes to the church and you know, by seeing somebody, oh, he must be somebody. He must be a rich guy. By seeing what? The way he dresses up. And the way he talks, the way he walks, the way he treats others, and the way he spends, and the way he eats, and the way he makes of his appearance, all these things makes a person, oh, he might be somebody. This man, rich man, <coughs> excuse me. This rich man's identity was, his clothing was splendid. Everybody wants to wear very good clothes, definitely. And it is written, he was clothed with uh, purple and linen. I don't know about purple, but I, I know definitely about linen clothes. And even now, linen clothes are very expensive. 
Last year, my son came from USA and uh, we were shopping in India. And he said, Dad, I want one. Um, I, I, I said, I want to buy a shirt for you. you. Just go and choose in the mall. And he chose one linen shirt. And the price, I had never heard of such price about the linen shirt. My goodness. I always, usually I never buy any shirts or pants because people give me. In, in our church, there are so many generous guys and they just, every time they give me dresses or sometimes they give me money and say, go and buy some clothes. So usually my, my cupboard or what do you call it? Uh, my, my almira is full of dresses and every year I give away so many because I get so much. But this linen shirt was in rupee 3,500 in Indian rupee. I never thought of that. I never imagined this much. And even when my son saw it, he said, no, 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 dad, I'm not going for it. Linen cloth. And this man was splendidly cloth. Okay. I don't see any of you are clothed with linen here. The simple clothing. It's good. I'm also not. But this man's clothing uh, made him to stand out wherever he went. And he was rich. And he and he lived luxuriously. What is luxury? It is a comparative word. It may be a luxury to somebody, but it may not be to another person. Suppose uh, when I come and see American homes, I may feel, oh, it's luxury. But sometimes people in India, they come and see my home also, they think, oh, he's living a luxurious life. But if you come to my home, you'll see, Oh, it's not that I wanted this. I, it's not there. You may feel like that. You may feel awkward. But luxury is such a things. The things that are really not needed, but you have, and you can spare, and uh, you can live without that. In my view, that is what luxury is. It's not a need. But still you have out of greed. Like my son, uh, who was studying in a school earlier, whenever we give him some money or his uh, uncles, aunts, they give him some money, he would keep it and buy shoes. So when he finished his uh, schooling and he was coming home and we were sending him to New Delhi for study, higher study, he packed a full bag of shoes. How many? 20 pairs of shoes alone. And I asked, why, why are you telling a, a kid taking so many shoes? He said, this for my walking, this for my running, this for my playing, this for my and, uh, going to college. This. 
this and that. Oh my goodness. And I have only these shoes. I'm wearing this for the last six years. I, I, I walk with this. Yesterday I was walking and it was hurting me because uh, it's not for walking. I have one walking shoes, but usually I don't carry it. So one shoe and I have one more shoe at home, but I seldom use it only whenever I have a chance to walk and nothing else. But things you have that you don't really need. It's a luxury. And this man had that kind of thing. So he was a lead, leading a luxurious life. And to have things, to have money, is not a sin. I don't think it is a sin to have. God has blessed you. God has given you. If you have earned something lawfully, it's good. If you have, if you have earned anything unlawfully, that may be a sin. But if you have worked, labored, and you have earned, you have the right to enjoy it. But as a Christian, as a believer, how we treat that, how we manage our things and goods and money, that is important. God looks at that. Although we own it, God says, you don't own it. You are only the manager. You have to manage. God owns everything. The whole world and fullness thereof belongs to belongs to whom? God. Whatever we have belongs to God and we are given. We are given good health. We are given wisdom, knowledge. We are given the ability to earn by God. Sure. The ultimate source is God. And this man was a rich man. And because he is, he is rich, because he had this kind of clothing and this kind of luxurious things, so many other things. And because he had some other things, because of which, because he could not handle things properly, because he could not deal things properly, he had to land in hell. So to, to have wealth is not a sin, but to mismanage wealth is a sin. And he lived in luxury. But Lazarus, the poor man, the rich man's name is not written in the Bible. But the poor man's name is written. Isn't it? One day I was walking in the streets of Hollywood in Los Angeles and I saw the walk, uh, what is that, Hall of Fame, Walk of Fame, so many names written there. So many names. I saw also Billy Graham's name written there and many other stars. Hollywood star's name written. But blessed is he whose name is written in the book of the Lamb. This rich man in the world, people were looking at all at him. 
but heaven was not impressed at him. But heaven noted the name of Lazarus. And Jesus spoke and mentioned his name as Lazarus. But he didn't take note of the name of the rich man. So nobody knows. But he was there. It's true. <clears throat> so by being a rich man, by living a luxurious life, we cannot impress God at all. We may be able to impress somebody in the world. Not at all to God. God is not impressed. And sometimes poverty can be a blessing. Lazarus was a poor man, but he went to heaven. Poverty can be a blessing in disguise. In my life, I have enjoyed so many things, even poverty and plenty. In the year 1980, I was uh, working as an evangelist in a city called Bhubaneswar in our country. And I didn't have even a penny, even uh, in, in our uh, currency, not even a dime. And because of that, I could not buy salt. In Indian food, salt is very important. Without salt, we cannot eat those days. Now I can eat without salt also. Now I don't need much salt. I'm already salted. <laughs> so, uh, those days, I felt it very bad to eat without salt. I had no, not even a dime to buy anything. And usually people would come to my home and they come sit and we talk and pray and they leave. I never said to anybody, I don't have salt. I could have asked the neighbor, give me a little salt. I didn't do it. I said, the Lord has called me. He will provide. I will not go and ask anybody. So for two days, I did not eat. I said, I will not eat because I had no salt. No. Two days I did not eat, I was sitting at home. And the Spirit of God one day, while I was praying, spoke, are you going to do hunger strike or do, some, do my work also? Then I, it, I shook up. I said, okay, Lord, I'll go. So I packed the tracks and the gospel packets that I had in my bag, like this, I have a bag. So I took and went to the main market area and I uh, gave out the tracts and also I sold some gospel packets. Each gospel packet I sold for one dime. Likewise, I sold so many. So within few hours in my pocket, I had coins of two rupees 50 cents. I had enough. Those days, with two rupees, we could buy a good meal. And I said, oh, I'm such a fool. I had so many dimes sitting in my house. And I was asking, I don't have a dime. And I was hungry. I was not eating. I should have thought about that earlier. 
then I was happy going on my bicycle. Okay, now I'll go to the restaurant and I will have a meals. I have not eaten for two days. So, and then I will buy some salt and go to home. On the way came one beggar. And he said, oh, I'm so hungry. His, his stomach was sinking inside. And he was, his eyes were inside the, deep inside his uh, uh, the socket. And uh, he, I had never seen such a person. And he said, sir, I'm so hungry. I have not eaten for four days. Could you please help me? And then I said, oh, I have not eaten for two days. And this man has not eaten for four days. So preference should go to him. So I pulled all the money, all the coin. Not, I didn't keep even one dime in my pocket. And gave everything to him. And said, please go and have a meal. Then I said, okay, what shall I do now? It is late afternoon. Let me go home. I went home. And as I went home, in my door, the postman had come and written M-O, means money order. Those days, money order would come to the post office. So then I said, oh, somebody has sent me money order. So I took a shower and went to the post office and saw somebody had sent me 400 rupees. Hallelujah. Now I didn't have a dime and uh, I gave, I had some money and gave it to another beggar. And now the Lord, the Lord was testing me how I would manage the things that I got. So when I gave, I was happy, okay, at least I could feed a person who was hungry for four days. And I thank God. Then I went to the market, whatever things I wanted to buy, I bought and everything. Praise the Lord. But if I didn't have that situation, I would not have that testimony with me now. So well, sometimes I share this testimony with young evangelists in our country that don't worry if you are suffering. If you, if you don't have money, don't worry, depend upon God. God will provide. If he is guiding you, he will be providing also. So our God is faithful, sincere. I'm not going to die if I don't eat two days or four days. I have taken fasting so many days. So it may be, it may be unusual to you people about fasting. But uh, in, a, in, in our place, we go for fasting so many days, so many days. We can eat, we can uh, do without anything. And just pray, drink water and pray. Now also, even if, if people are offering me so many things, I don't like drinking soda and cola and this and that, but I just go with water. That's good for me. I enjoy drinking uh, simple water and eating simple meals. I don't need much. Even I can live without eating also a few days, no problem. But this Lazarus also was like that. He said, okay, I don't have food, what to do? He wanted to get even some crumbs from the rich man's table. Uh, that also he was not able to get. 
but he was not complaining. But he died. And he was carried by the angels to the bosom of Abraham. And this rich man, it's not written that he had a decent burial. Nobody cared about him. Maybe the dogs have, might have eaten his body. So he died and his soul was carried by the angels, not the body. And the rich man died. He, he might have had a decent burial. Many people, dignitaries of the city would have come beside his, um, uh, this thing, burial. And they might have told many things, good things about this rich man. Oh, he was a wonderful man. Oh, he was such a good man. Oh, he must have gone to heaven. As people say, no, during burial. His soul must be resting in peace, R.I.P. <laughs> but God did not allow that. He might have had a decent burial, but his soul landed in hell, Hades. It is written in Greek, Hades, went to Hades. And when he fell in Hades, it was a place of flame, burning, heat, torment. And his soul started being tormented. Dear friends, even if we die, even if we leave our body, our soul will experience happiness, joy, gladness, sadness, pain, torture, the feeling will continue. Because whatever we have now, whatever feelings we are having, because of the soul. Soul is the center of all the feelings. So as long as the soul is continuing, we'll have the feeling in our senses. Now we, we are feeling with the senses, but actually the senses is also controlled by our soul. The soul is the center. So this man's soul fell into Hades and he was being tormented. And then he looked up. In India, there is a saying like this. <clears throat> the pig looks up only on the last day of his life. <laughs> you know what? how? The pig always looks down and he looks dirty things to eat in India. That's why I don't eat pig. <laughs> okay, no pork. But yesterday I was eating, what is that? Pizza with pepperoni. Okay, that I can eat, no problem. When I come to the USA, I can eat a little bit like that. But in India, never. Okay, so the pig always looks down and looks eats dirty things. But on the last day of his life, what people do? They carry him on a pole, upside down. So poor legs are up and head is like this. So the last day of his life, he started seeing up. Oh, and he would wander and say, my goodness, such beautiful. The stars, moon, sun, beautiful sky. Wow. 
I have never seen such things. But it's too late for you, pig. You are busy looking down, 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 down throughout your life. And now you are looking up and wondering, but very soon somebody will strike you and gone. So also some people are like this in this world. They are only looking down. They are looking at in, uh, into the worldly thing, worldly affairs, money, enjoyment, merrymaking, this and that. Oh, they never take time to thank God, look up and glorify God. In the Bible, there is a man named, there is a king named Nebuchadnezzar. He never gave glory to God. He was trying to take all glory to himself and said, I, Nebuchadnezzar, made this beautiful capital. Oh, the palace, the hanging garden, everything for my glory. Then suddenly a sound came from heaven and said, Nebuchadnezzar, your kingdom is gone. And he was chased into the cows and bullocks herds. And there he remained there for seven years. Can you imagine a king going and living and sleeping and eating grass with the cows and bulls? For how long? Not seven days, not seven hours. Seven long years. And he was like, his heart was changed like a beast heart. He was a human being, but his heart changed to be a beast. God can do anything, anytime. He can change the heart of a beast and make him a human being. Or a human being's heart can be changed to, converted to a beast. And there are many people in the world, they look like human beings, but inside the heart they are beasts. But there are certain people, they may look like beasts outside, but their heart is soft like human. And after seven days, Nebuchadnezzar looked up and gave God glory. Then his kingdom came back. His ministers came searching after him. For seven years they had forgotten. They didn't come to him. His nails grew. His hairs grew. Body was thinking dirty. And he was in his own excreta. And everything. He was polluted and dirty. But after seven years, as God said, people came looking for him. When he gave God glory, looked up, his senses came back to him. His heart got changed. And again, he became king. That's a wonderful thing. So many times people think about Nebuchadnezzar as a bad king. He was bad, but his end was good. He started very bad, but his end was glorious. That's why 
Nebuchadnezzar's name was mentioned before he was born in the Bible. Very few people's name was, I mean, Gentile people's name was uh, taken before they were born. And one was Nebuchadnezzar, another was King Cyrus. And this Nebuchadnezzar became king again. Everything, the glory came back. But then he never spoke about himself, always gave glory to God. This man, this rich man, what he did? He did something because of which he landed in hell and he could not recover from there. Thing is that once we go to hell, we cannot come back from there. So now it is the time to avoid going to hell. Now is the time. Let me tell you a few reasons I have noted. As I was reading yesterday and today morning, I was reading about this. And Brother Roger said, Pastor, are you ready for the sermon? I said, I said yes to him, but thing is that there are so many messages I have. Hundreds of messages I have preached. Thousands of messages I have preached. Because I have been a, a preacher for the last 40 years. More than 40 years. So I have preached to big gatherings, small gatherings, and uh, thousands of messages. And I have volumes of messages in my diaries. Like these diaries, I have several. Full. But I, I always depend upon the Lord and come on my knee to get some fresh things. Hallelujah. Because Holy Spirit will guide me or anybody who is dependent to get a fresh message. The first thing, why he went to hell, this rich man? Number one, let's read 1 Corinthians 15, 19. It's there. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. If we think of this life alone, and if we are believing Christ for this life, Oh, if I believe on God, my life will be okay. I will be happy. I'll get a good job. I'll get a good wife. I'll get a good husband. I'll get a good house. I'll get a decent living, this and that. I'm believing God, so I'm getting this. Yes, you may get, but it should not be limited to this life. Definitely God blesses us and God wants us to be blessed also both physically, spiritually, mentally, materially, every blessings belongs to God. <clears throat> this man thought only about the present life. He had no time to think about future eternity. He had, he could not, he could not think. He only thought, okay, now I'm enjoying, it's fine. He didn't think that this life will end someday and he has to spend eternity somewhere. He didn't think about that. So also many people, so also many Christian people, they're busy about this present life. 
they always think about how to lead a decent life, how to earn money. It's good. You need that. But somewhere you have to be constantly thinking of your future eternity. Otherwise, we may share the fate of this rich man. This rich man lived a luxurious life and he never thought of this poor Lazarus also. And uh, he was busy with his own life, the way of life and the things that he had and he was enjoying. He went to hell because, not because he was rich, but because he did not plan his future. He did not worry about his future. He did not uh, ensure his future. Many people are doing life insurance, but in my view, that is only death insurance, not life insurance. As long as you are living, you don't get anything. After death, only you get things. Or somebody will enjoy that. It's good to leave a blessing for others. It's always good, not bad. But our life must be insured, and only God can do that. There is no company to insure eternity. Only Jesus can do. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Only Jesus can do that. There is no other company. This man went to hell because he was not planning to go to heaven or to avoid hell. He was thinking about the present. It's good to think about present, but should not forget about our future. Always think that there is a future. There is life after death. There is something bigger and greater living after this, this life. This life is only very short. In Indian view, a point, a point of view, we are only maximum 70, 75 years, our span of life. In the US, it is more, of course, maybe 80 or 90, I don't know. Uh, what is your lifespan? I don't know. Maybe Megan will know that. You don't know. I thought you were, you, you'd be knowing that. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, life, Bible says, life is 70 years. If you are strong enough, 80 years. But still it is what? Nothing. In comparison to eternity. It's a small dot on the line of eternity, this present life. So why are you thinking so much about this small dot? Why don't you think about the long line? But thing is that we can decide while living this life about our eternity. As Christian, we have this privilege and opportunity to take good decision and decide our future out of our free will. Isn't it? We are free will Baptist, but we should use our free will not only for the baptism, but for eternity. Hallelujah. We, God has given us free will. Praise the Lord. 
But free will for what? To enjoy only the present life? Only to impress others with what we have? But to ensure our eternity with the help of God and Holy Spirit and our good decision. Our good decision is very important. And that man could not decide to live a life that would help him to avoid hell. Only thought of present, only thought of present. Now, now, now. We should think, we should live now, but always our mind should be somewhere. As, as a, in a Colossians 3 we read, if you are a child of God, if you are born again, you should think about heavenly things. Because we are going to spend eternity there. And what else? Second thing. He went to hell because he did not care for the poor and needy. Proverbs 21, 13. Proverbs 21, verse 13. It says, Whoso stoppeth his ears at the cry of the poor, he also shall cry himself, but shall not be heard. This man saw every day Lazarus, saw his pitiable condition, and he closed his eyes at him. If you, if you, if you cared for Lazarus, he could have changed his life. Only one Lazarus was there, and he had plenty. He could have changed his fate, and he, he could have blessed him. He could have taken him to a hospital, treated him. He could have given him a good place to stay. He was homeless, no place to stay, no food to eat. He could have done that, but he didn't, he didn't care to do everything that he was supposed to. He could have done that. He had the ability to do, but he didn't do. So whoever stoppeth his ears and eyes towards the poor, time will come, they will cry also, and God will not listen. And he was, he was, listen, he was crying in hell. Tell him, Father Abraham, I'm tormented. Help me. And Abraham answered very coolly, my son, when you were in the world, you had plenty, everything, and you enjoyed. You didn't think of others. You didn't think of Lazarus. Now you are talking about Lazarus. He had his share of poverty and 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 then all the bad misfortune that he had, but he was sincere and faithful, and he waited for God's blessing for eternity. Now he's enjoying, and you want to pull him down to hell again? It cannot happen. And moreover, there is a big chasm between you and us. Even if somebody wants to go, he, is, he cannot. Not allowed. No permission. So after death, there is no permission to cross over. You cannot change. You cannot swap your position. Whatever we decide now, that will happen. That will decide for eternity. 
what a privilege that we have in Christ. We have, we can decide our future if you decide it wisely. And Abraham replied in the negative. Oh, then what he said? Then what he says? If Lazarus cannot come and give me some water, at least send him to my father's house. Now he's thinking about his father's house. Why? I have five brothers. They are also going to descend here. I, he says, I believe they're also going to come here. I want to prevent that to happen. But it's too late, brother. You should have decided then. You should have thought of your father's house. You should have thought of your brothers then. After coming here, it's of no use. So this man, the third mistake he did was he, he took some decision or he repented very late. Late repentance is no repentance. You should do things when it is the right time. There is a saying, no, strike the rod when it is red hot. If you don't strike the rod when it is hot, after it is cold and you strike, that means it will crack. It will not come to shape. Timing is very important. Timing. Proper time. Unless we, God has set everything beautiful in its own time. There is a time for everything. So we have to be wise enough to follow the timing. He wasted his opportunities during lifetime to think of his soul and that of others. He wasted. He had a lot of opportunity, but he could not decide on time. Now when things are gone out of control, he is repenting and praying and requesting. But then it is too late. He is telling, at least send to my brothers. Many times when I go to uh, people, when I go to bury people, or oh, they, they say so many good things about the dead person. And they say, oh, he must have gone to heaven. He's with the Lord. And sometimes some people say, oh, at his death, he did not say any word to me. I wish he should have spoken something. I'll pray that at least he will appear to me in a dream and say something. At least he would say how he is doing in heaven. I want to see a vision or a dream. How he is doing. But most of the time, it never happens. I have never heard people coming back to, uh, from their death and telling anything to anybody, instructing. I, I have never seen that. I have never heard of. But once I heard of, uh, um, when my mother, uh, when my father died, I was sleeping in, we had a one room apartment that say, I was sleeping in one bed and my mother was sleeping here. And 
in the night i heard a voice of my father's voice and I, the voice and tone that my father used to call my mother he was calling and i heard it and i got up and i said and when i said my bed gave a sound and when the sound happened no the voice stopped and then i was afraid what happened this i was a small boy and then i woke up my mother 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 wake up wake up what happened i heard my father calling you then uh, my mother said no i was having a dream actually my father was calling her in the dream and something was happening um, i don't know but she was seeing some dream that's that means there is a spiritual realm spiritual things happen and uh, it doesn't come to, uh, sometimes we can experience that also in the physical realm anyway i'm not going deep into it i have not heard people coming out from uh, their death and instructing people no god doesn't allow that only in one place in the bible it is written when samuel was dead and saul uh, could not hear anything from a prophet or anybody so he consulted one witchcraft uh, woman and uh, one medium and she with her chanting she took up i mean uh, brought back to life samuel whether she did or god intervened i don't know that's a controversy but samuel came and said why are you have why have you disturbed me saul and he said no because nobody is i'm not getting any answer from god that's why i uh, wanted to wake you up and he said, oh tomorrow you'll be with us and it so happened but god never allows it to happen so he said no 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 they have the bible they have the prophets and moses so let them hear and repent and don't go to hell i will not allow a dead person to go and preach it's not that instructions from hell is not accepted in heaven if we, if we, we are in the world and plea and cry and request uh, to god he will hear now but later he will not hear he will not answer anything from hell be sure now is the time spend some time in prayer pray for your friends pray for people pray for your dear ones share the gospel repent yourself this is the time nothing will be acceptable later this is the right time and the word of god says second corinthians 62 you know that for he said i have heard thee in a time accepted and in the day of salvation have i 
succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. As long as we are living here on this earth, spend time in prayer, meditation, pray for others. Later, it will be of no use. So we have a privilege of helping others through prayer, helping others through our activities, through our service. But later, it will be of no use. So make best use of the time and opportunity that we have now. Proverbs 3.28 says, Say not unto thy neighbor, Go and come again, and tomorrow I will give, when thou hast it by thee. Okay, this is the old KJV. Uh, but do you, don't you have NKJV? NKJV, New King James Version, anyway. <clears throat> so, what he did was he was trying to he was trying to impress God, trying to repent in hell, but it was of no use. So he missed his opportunity. He went to hell because he missed his opportunity. He, he, his timing was there. He had enough time to repent, to pray and do uh, so many things to avoid hell. He could not do. He was busy with other things. But later when he started doing from hell, it was too late and it was no use. It was of no use. So dear friends, my brothers and sisters, when we are having our power to help somebody or do something or pray for somebody or help anybody, do it now. Tomorrow may never come. Who knows what will happen tomorrow? So when it is today, when it is now, when it is the acceptable time, do everything that you want to do. Don't worry about tomorrow what will happen. But worry about your soul that tomorrow it may be too late. So your decision now will decide your tomorrow. Not that, okay, I'll, now I will enjoy. I'll, I'll decide later. No, 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 not like that. I used to think as a young man, no? I used to think when I was 16, 17, 18 years of age, I, I said, oh, some people would say, repent. I would say, no, no, this is not time for me to repent. This is time to enjoy life. Oh, I want to go movie. I want to go this, do this and that. I want to try this uh, cigarette. I want to try this wine. I wanted to try this, this and that. Huh. I, I was chasing girls that age. But suddenly one day, I had an encounter with God. And that totally changed my life. Hallelujah. I thank God. God loves me, loves all of you also. And he offered me an opportunity, and I grabbed it. And I became a changed person. Because of that, I'm standing before you and speaking. Otherwise, even my bones wouldn't be available if I led that life that I was leading. I would have been a rotten person 
and may be tormented in hell already. But I praise God that if I die now, I'll go straight and meet my Lord. And because I have committed my life to Jesus. It's a simple thing. We don't have to do so many things. Everything is done by Jesus. Just accept him humbly and take a decision. Yes, Lord, you have died for me. I accept it. Come into my life. Make be king of my life and rule me. Holy Spirit, guide me. I want to read the word of God and obey his, uh, obey your word and lead a life that you want me to do. It's simple. It's not a big thing. You're not going to spend money. You're not going to go. You don't have to go to your pilgrimage. Confess where you are as you are. And God will accept you. But he did not do that. You know. Whatever we do now. Will decide our future as I said. I want to read one last word and then end my uh, sermon. First Timothy 6, 17 to 19. It's written here like this. Paul is telling to Timothy about the rich people. Our story today is about the rich man. So God is telling to rich people, charge them that, that uh, charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, not, not trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. Okay, God gives everything to enjoy. That they do good, that they be rich in good works. Not only be rich in materially, but rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. Actually, people say we have come empty-handed, naked, and we'll go empty-handed, naked. Isn't it? People say this, no? Do you believe this? I don't believe. We have come empty and we'll take as much as we show. We'll live there in eternity. The Bible says, if you have another version, you can read that. Um, I have one more version. I can read that for you. If you, if you have another version, okay, I got it. First Timothy chapter, oh, sorry. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 17 to 18. All right. Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need 
always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. We can send to our, for our next life to enjoy eternity as much as possible. Possibility is not the word I should use. It is possible as much as you can send for the next future, then there will be a foundation for our future life. So whatever we do now will, will reap big rewards for us, for our eternity. Don't think that when in our next life, eternal life, in our life after death, we'll be only saying, praise the Lord, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, sitting in one place and we will be doing that, but God has greater things in store for us. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, no one has ever thought of such wonderful things my Lord has kept in store for all of us. Amen. And He's going to give us. But prepare it from now. Send as much as possible. See, nowadays, there are electronic ways of sending things very quickly, no? I can send money from here with, with, by clicking a button to India in seconds. Isn't it? So also, it is possible with God that we are, see, or the, it's not that currency is getting converted and going there. But what will happen is the data is going there. But into heaven, God will convert whatever good things we do here for reward in our next life. Whatever we do now. Start doing it. Amen. And if we do, if we grab this opportunity of our life that we have now, because we have this knowledge, because God is guiding us, we can be most blessed people for eternity. We don't have to go to hell or we don't have to cry later. Do it now. And God is going to bless us for eternity. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Let's close our eyes and look unto the Lord and say, commit our lives to Jesus and say, Lord Jesus, I want to avoid going to hell. I want to secure my future. I want to store up rewards for my future life. Lord, help me, O oh God. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you want to commit your life to Lord Jesus Christ and say, Lord, I don't want to squander my life and lose it for eternity. I want it to be ensured with your love, with your grace, with your work. I add my faith. I believe 
and I commit my life, surrender my life, that I would secure my life and I will bless others, be a blessing to others, others' life to be secure and store up for eternity rewards for me. God, help me to take this time, opportunity to invite you into my life. Come into my life, Lord. And be my Lord, my King, my ruler, my beloved. And Lord, help me, lead me to eternity. Lord, thank you for teaching me this lesson from the rich man's life and that of Lazarus. Lord, I want to be rich in good works and not only the physical riches, but I will use this physical riches, worldly riches, to convert it to spiritual, eternal reward. Thank you for listening, O God. Bless me.